0: Welcome to the Honeys Making Money podcast. I am your host, Honey Brooks, and I am so damn excited to be taking you inside the spicy world of OnlyFans. I've spent the last two Two years in my business researching absolutely everything and putting it all to the test. Since then, I've skyrocketed my business to the top 0.2% worldwide and I've made my first million dollars. So it's fair to say I've been there and I've done that. Now I'm streamlining everything I've learned so you can do the same. So go grab a wine and get ready to feel empowered to level up your business. I can't wait to go on this journey with you. So strap in and get ready to start making some money, honey. Hello and welcome back to another week. I am answering your questions today on the podcast and I can't wait. So here are my genuine answers to the questions you guys have put out there. So let's jump straight in. What is the funniest thing that has ever happened to you? Oh my goodness. What has not happened to me, honestly, I do so many live shows. So that means a lot of things can go pretty haywire when you are not prepared or when you are live and you can't stop and press re-record. So there has been times where... (laughs) I do a lot of boy-girl lives and there has definitely been times where I have jumped on. I've had a few wines. I'm just saying yes to all the things. Uh, Hot tip, do not say yes to anal if you have not prepped. Do not say yes because there are just going to be things that happen that shouldn't. So yes, I had a few wines this night and I was live with probably about 100 of my subs. And we get into it, and we decide that it was a good idea, and yes, a nice little piece of jewelry came out with Hank, and it was on display for absolutely everybody to see. And of course, this also goes against guidelines as well. Um, so I had to end the live, kind of laughed it off, shrugged, and I was just like, whatever, it happens, um, and removed it from my vault. I've also had times where I've done squirt shows and like, I didn't know I had my period or my period was coming. And during my squirt, my period just decided to come out everywhere with my squirt. And it was, it was honestly funny because all I could do was laugh. I mean, it's natural. (laughs) What else can you do in that moment? Something else I also had to remove from the vault because I didn't want to get in trouble by OnlyFans. Oh, there was one really funny night when I was live. It's always when I'm live. We have the best fun me and myself and random stuff had happened all night like I can't even remember what it was but all night it was just so random and I ended up doing my biggest orgasm and my biggest squirt ever anyway I'm squealy because it's just going everywhere and I'm orgasming and the next minute my dogs thought I was getting murdered I've got five big dogs thought I was getting murdered or something was happening and they're all going ballistic like outside the door they're all trying to break into the house like it was just the funniest live because we were all just cracking up over the random things so they're probably the funniest things that have happened to me because yeah they're just live and can't take it back you're putting yourself out there when you go live right but it's all fun like it's all the juices and and the subs love it too like they love that you can be so real and authentic and jump on and and just be yourself and you don't have to hide those bits I mean OnlyFans don't like it when you do those kind of things Um, obviously animals are not allowed on either (laughs) so I've just yeah I've tried to get rid of it all but a bit of a funny story there for you all Okay. Have you ever felt unsafe in the industry? Uh, This is a really interesting question because I wouldn't say the word is unsafe, um, but sometimes I feel unsettled in a situation I will completely just like close down that situation. So I don't feel unsafe, I think, because there are a lot of circumstances that at my home that makes me feel safe. Um, I live quite rural, so my location isn't really particular. I also have five really big dogs. So if anybody was to like come onto my property that they don't know, they would not take one step past the gate because I do have that I suppose sense of security there. So I feel really safe at home in that sense. When I'm online and I'm talking to my subs and I'm doing everything, I feel really safe because I do have boundaries in place and I do not let anyone push past those. So I'm always making sure that, you know, if I do feel a bit icky about a situation or I'm not feeling comfortable for whatever reason, let's say if I'm on a live call and a sub is pushing boundaries, then I will end that straight away. And I think that's why, I don't ever feel unsafe because I know my limits and I know where I need to end it. And I think also my subs really respect that. They respect that I've never once shared anything about my personal life and I will not share it about my personal life. So they don't go there and they respect that. So no, I've never been in a situation where I felt really unsafe. Um, I'm sure there are stories in the industry where unfortunately creators have felt unsafe, but my advice around that is, just to really, really protect yourself. Um, obviously, you know, I've gone over this in an earlier podcast, but really looking after your privacy and your security and your identity and never releasing any information. If anyone is pushing your boundaries or you do feel like that this could evolve into something that is unhealthy or unsafe, no money is worth jeopardizing your privacy or jeopardizing your safety. So just put an end to it. Feel free to block and delete Now, I know on OnlyFans, you do lose your money when you do block somebody, but nothing should go above your safety. So just remember that. Just remember that you are in charge and you can really work your business however you like and that you need to be really strict on that and your boundaries and the people that are pushing it. How do you deal with friends and family rejecting your way to live? (laughs) Oh gosh. Um, so I will be really honest. At the start, I did not deal with this very well. It was so new to me. It was just a real eye opener, and I did struggle. And I think it's also important to share that you know when you do get emotional over this or something big like this happens, don't think you need to be a superwoman and and act like nothing's wrong and you're fine and you can keep moving on and and fuck everyone because it's okay to feel shit you know it's okay to to let those feelings in because for me i did feel shit for a long time because my family and my close friends were everything i knew for my whole life, right? Like your family is everything, you know, growing up, they're your security system, they're your support system. And then when it gets all pulled from you, then it's really, really hard to handle. Like, you know, you start questioning yourself. Is it? Is it me? Have I made the wrong decision? Like what what have I done? And you do go into that. Well, I found that I went into that spiral really questioning is what I'm doing right. Is it a good career decision? Is it a good life decision? And I found it really hard to navigate all of that. So I did go into a slump for a little bit. And then I honestly just got to a place in my life where I was like, well, wait, no, fuck them. Like I am so happy doing what I'm doing. I'm not doing this for them. I'm not doing this for anybody else. I am doing this career because I love it and because it gives my family freedom. And that's all that matters. As long as my husband and my kids are happy and healthy and we're enjoying what we're doing, then why the fuck should it matter to anyone else? And I just got into a mindset of, well, you either love me or you fuck off. And as soon as I cut those people out and stopped you know, chasing them and holding on to old memories and thinking that because people were my family that I had to respect their opinions that I had to mold myself to fit in with them as soon as I realized that if they can't love me for who I am then that's their fucking loss the better it was so I took a huge turn in my personal life and my business like my business grew dramatically when I made that decision. So if you are sitting down and what you're doing and OnlyFans and the business that you're running is making you happy and it's giving you all the tools and resources to pave the way to your dreams, then fuck them. Like it's, it's got nothing to do with them. They they should love you for who you are, not for your career, right? I always think when my family judged me so heavily, I was the exact same person five minutes before they found out and they just treated me like I was an absolute like alien. So just remember, you are an amazing person. You always have been. If you're showing up with the right intentions and you are showing up as yourself and you're enjoying it, then you know what? It's their loss. It's their loss that they don't get to have an incredible life with you and go on this journey with you. So that's my view on that. (laughs) What's bringing in the most subs for you at the moment? So definitely TikTok, but I will say this All the time, you'll hear me say it all the time. TikTok is definitely a love hate relationship. It is quite static. So, yes, you can go viral and, you know, it's great when you do, but viral is called viral for a reason. You're not going viral consistently. You're not staying viral. Like you might hit a million, two million, three million views, but then you hit a stop, right? And you've got to keep producing. And sometimes, actually, a lot of the time I see on TikTok is that. You get these big spikes in your viral videos and then you ride the wave a little bit and you're getting, you know, 200, 500, a million views off that big viral video. Once that viral video actually stops the momentum, that's when your account just goes back to normal. So uh, you can see TikTok accounts that may have 200, 300, 400, 500,000 followers and they've had a few viral videos but they still may be getting 10,000 views, 5,000 views on their latest videos. So TikTok is a really love-hate relationship and I think you really need to be adaptable with it and move with it and pivot and not be so emotionally attached to big accounts and really just be willing to work hard on viral videos and running with what is viral. So TikTok is definitely my main platform when I am having those slow months though, or, you know, I haven't cracked a viral video for a while it will be Instagram. So Instagram would be my second one. I do get viral videos on Instagram as well. But the conversion rate on TikTok is much more powerful, I believe. If I get 5,000 views on TikTok, I see a bigger conversion rate into OnlyFans subs than what I do on Instagram, which I find really interesting. Uh, So yep, definitely TikTok and then Instagram for me. How do you stay so motivated? So... (laughs) As always, I'm honest with you guys. I am not motivated all the time, and it may seem like I am, it may seem like when I am jumping on and I'm chatting away, I am motivated, but that's because I understand my energy and I understand the the seasons that I go through. So, some days I wake up and I think, "Fuck, like I've been like just absolutely drilling myself. I have been hustling so hard. I've been doing all the things and I wake up one morning and I can just feel my energy is not in it. And I just feel shit. My mindset's gone a little bit haywire and I'm just like, Ugh. and I know that's my day to take off. Like I literally quit that day. I'm like, I quit. I'm not doing it. This is too hard. I had my little tantrum and I quit. But then I rehire myself again. So the next morning I wake up, I'm like, right, you've had your moment, honey. You're all good. You had your rest day. You watched Netflix and, you know, ate all the chocolate and spoonfuls of Nutella. <laughs> um, you've had your rest day. So now back to business. And I think it's really healthy for me to have that positive mindset and recognizing when I'm not there and just going, right, time to take a break, like just reset and chill. So that really helps me with my long-term mindset in the industry because it can be tough. There's a lot of things that are gonna be niggling on your mindset and a lot of um, thoughts that will come into your head within this mindset that can really be detrimental. So waking up and just knowing that today's not the day. Now, when I say that, that might be once a month. Sometimes it's a little bit more often, especially if I've got my period, Um, but I'm not doing that, you know, every week or every day. And I mean, if you need to, and you know that once a week you need to absolutely log out and that means the rest of the week, you're, you're good, you're hustling, then go for it. But what I don't recommend is just getting into a routine of having one day off and then having another day off and then having another day off. Because when you are inactive, it promotes being inactive, So the longer you sit around and you don't do anything the way it's going to be, it's just going to snowball. It's a snowball effect. And as soon as you get into action, that's where you then start to really compound on that and you get into more action. And we see this in our everyday life as well. When you think about going to the gym, how many times have we been like, yes, we're going to go to the gym on Monday. I'm going to get up. I'm going to go. And then Monday comes like, oh, Bothered. I'll, I'll do it next Monday and then next Monday comes and it never happens or you're waiting for a magical Monday and it never happens. So that's getting in the cycle of just being inactive and just getting comfortable not doing anything. As soon as you go, right, I'm just going to go to the gym. Like I'm just going to get up. I'm going to go. If I don't feel it when I'm there, I can leave. I can turn around and go home. And then you get in the car and you go to the gym, you swipe in and you stand on a treadmill and you start moving, you start going, and then you're on the treadmill and then you get on the bike and you do some weights and you're feeling good. And you're like, oh, I'm so glad I, you know, came to the gym. And then you're motivated to get up the next morning and do it. So as soon as you take that step in being active, and I mean, I do this all the time. I like look at the washing and I'm like, oh do not want to do the washing. And the longer I leave it, it's done. Like I may as well burn the pile. (laughs) But as soon as I go, right, okay, I'm going to do the washing. I'll fold the washing and then I'm putting it away and then I'm putting on another load and then I'm tidying up the house. So it really like once you get moving and you get into that mindset of really moving forward and doing the work, then it really compounds. So, My advice is take a day off when you need it, reset, but don't turn that day into a week, into a month, into a year, because it's just, it's not going to build your business. All right, moving on to the next question. I'm jumping in here for a hot second to let you guys know I am giving away free one on one coaching sessions every single month throughout my podcast. I'm really excited to be working with some more creators on a more personal level. So if you want in on this, make sure you go and hit follow, leave a star review, screenshot it, and send it to our Instagram account. If you want extra points into the draw, go and and leave a review on your Instagram account and tag us in it. I am so excited to see who wins this month and who I get to work with. Okay, now back to the good stuff. What do you mean when you say treat your business like a business? I say this all the time, treat your business like a business. I'm glad someone's asked this so I can explain myself here a little bit because I just assume that, you know, because I know what it is other people know. So treating your business like a business. So just owning a business or saying you run OnlyFans and waking up and doing a few TikToks and be like, yeah, this is my business. That's not treating your business like a business. Treating your business like a business is hiring yourself every single day, knowing what you need to do daily. So looking at yourself as a business owner and going, right, if I'm paying myself hourly, what am I doing? I need to get to business. As business owners you know, we had the flexibility to do whatever we want. So we can go to the beach if it's sunny, we can go do this and go hang out with our friends, go shopping. And that's the way you need to get into the mindset of like, I need to treat this like a business. So have your days that are dedicated to business building, have your hours that are dedicated to business building, have your schedule done because it's so easy when you work from home to have a friend or someone call up and go, Hey, like, let's go to the beach today. Like, Oh yeah, cool. Like I'll just, I'll leave the business and I'll, I'll do it another time. And once you get into that pattern, it just becomes like a revolving door. Like you are just going to keep doing it. You're going to keep putting your business on the back foot. Now, this is not to say that you can't go and do those things because you absolutely can, but there's a time and a place. You've got to recognize when are your free days. You've got to recognize when you're hiring yourself. You've got to treat it like a business. Like if a business employed you and you were working at a nine to five or you're working, I don't know, let's say sports girl in retail, If you're hired to go to work those days, you can't just go to the beach with your friend, right? And if you don't go to work, there are consequences. So getting into that mindset of like, okay, if I choose to go to the beach today and it's supposed to be my work day, there are consequences. (laughs) Like you're obviously not going to get fired, but there are consequences in terms of you're not going to be building the best business that you possibly can. So just really looking at it as like you are the driving force of this business. And if you are going out and you're doing all these things with your friends or family or whatever it may be, or just sitting on the couch and watching Netflix instead, well, then it's not a business. It's it's not even a hobby. It's just going to be something that's going to be sitting at the back of your mind that you're like, oh, I really should do that. So just get really, really comfortable with your days, your hours, your to-do list, your power hours, your DMO. And I will go into this in a different podcast because I think this is a whole podcast in itself. Um, My background is really going into the nitty gritties of writing your list, writing, doing power hours, having DMOs. And smashing work and feeling like sitting down at the end of the day and just like, oh my God, I've had the best day. And sometimes I do this at lunchtime. Like, fuck, I have smashed it. Like, I am going to wherever with the kids. Like, I'm going to go do some cool stuff tonight because I haven't sat around all day. Like without any intentions. I wake up intentionally and I do the work that I know I need to do. So I will go into a whole podcast because I think it's really, really cool when you can work from a space of intentions. So I'm always finding myself comparing to others, body image and business wise. How do you cope with that? This is really, really interesting. And I love that you've asked this because It happens, right? As much as we say, oh, you know, we don't compare ourselves, it can happen and it can be a really contributing factor to your mindset, to building your business, if we're constantly comparing ourselves. Now, in terms of business, what I always say is never, ever compare your day one to someone's day 100. Never compare your situation to somebody else, especially in this industry. This industry is so versatile. Like there are just so many ways to run OnlyFans. You can have a paid page, a free page, a no PPV page. You can have uh, two accounts. You can have one account. It's so different. You can tap into a particular niche. You can market to a particular audience. You can use different platforms to market yourself. Some girls kill it. like absolutely kill it on Reddit. And some girls are just like, Reddit is fucked. <laughs> Some girls hate TikTok. Some girls love TikTok. It is just there is no one size fits all here. And I also think something that comes into the business side of things and building the business is that it really also is dependent on that person's previous following. So if they've been in the social media game for a while and, you know, maybe five years they've been an influencer, they may have been on a reality TV show or they may just be a really powerful influencer who have built their brand over the last five years. If they are now deciding that they are going to start an OnlyFans, then their day one is going to be so different to your day one. Like if you're, if you're just, you know, like, oh yeah, I'm going to do, OnlyFans, and you may have a small following, or you're going to start from scratch like I did because you prefer to do it that way, then your day ones are so, so different. So just never compare yourself to other people's situations. The only thing I suggest you compare yourself to is yourself yesterday. And that's how I calculate my growth. I don't calculate my growth on comparing it to other women around me. I prefer to celebrate them. I'm like, wow, she's killing it. Like, that's amazing. Good on her. I love what she's doing. And I, I take inspiration from that, but I never compare because the only thing I can can compare myself to is yesterday. And I heard this really powerful quote when I was doing a uh, training course and the lady said, you only need to be 1% better. And that changed so much for me because I used to put so much pressure on myself every single day, to, you know, make more money, to go viral, work harder. And I was working myself into the ground. But as soon as I heard her say, you only need to be 1% better than yesterday, I was like, oh shit, (laughs) like click. And this is like, this is the fun thing about learning and and diving in and tapping into tools and resources is that something's going to click for you one day. And it took me so long for this to click. And it was so simple. Like she, she was an incredible educator and she had so much experience, but it was this one little thing she said to me that I was just like, oh, this has just changed everything for me. So I stopped putting all the pressure on myself. I stopped comparing myself to others and just went, oh, I wish I was there. I wish I was there. Like, and just enjoyed the journey. And just every day I woke up, I'm like, right, I'm gonna be 1% better today. Like just 1% and I've done it. Like I've done it. And over a year, like 1% better every single day is so powerful because if you look at a year down the track, you might get overwhelmed and go, oh my gosh, like, I don't know if I can do that. Like that's a lot. But if you go right tomorrow, I'm just going to do better tomorrow. I'm going to do one more activity or tomorrow I'm going to work one hour longer or tomorrow I'm going to aim for one more sub on my goal. Just things like that and it's really healthy for your mindset because it's teaching your mindset to win, to always move forward and win. Anyway, I'm getting off subject a little bit from the comparing but in terms of your body image, this one can be really tricky because I mean as women from a young age we're just always taught that You know, our bodies are never good enough. Um, and there's just constant reminders around all the time, uh, reminding us why our bodies aren't good enough. I think it's really changing now, which is really powerful. There's some really incredible, um, influencers out there who are, Making a really, really great stance against that and just being themselves and being authentic. Um, So my recommendation around that is to just do a clear out of your social media. So go have a look. Is there anyone in your social media that's making you feel less about your body? Are they making you feel like, oh, like, you know, why can't I be like her? And this is nothing against the creator or the influencer, but for your mindset, while you're going on this like journey, unfollow them and go and find creators or influencers that make you feel really confident that you look at them and you can relate to them. You're like, oh yes, like I love that. I love what she's saying. And really lean into that because this is not an overnight thing. Loving your body and being comfortable and confident and not comparing yourself, especially in this industry, because it is hard because you're always in front of the camera. Um, A lot of your social media is um, you know, a lot of sexy pictures. So it is confronting, but the more you lean into the things that make you feel good about your body and that light you up, you won't start comparing yourself. Um, and I think also once you realize that the platform really is built on authenticity and being you, everything changes. So just try and learn to turn up as your authentic self and, turn up as who you are. And people will love that. And I think when people start to love the real you more, it just really certifies those thoughts. Like, yes, I am beautiful. I am perfect. And when you're showing up as that, then it just, it comes back twofold. I think if you're trying to be someone else and, you know, you're turning up and you're not posting things because you don't think you look 100% and you're getting compliments on photos that, I don't know, maybe edited or maybe in a different way that you would not authentically show up. It doesn't hit the same. When you show up as yourself and you're getting these compliments and subs are coming in and they're loving it, it just hits so good. So there are a few tips around that. I will also do another segment on this because... I think it's just so powerful and so important for women to just be really confident with who they are. You know, that's body, that's how you turn up every day. That's how you hold yourself. So yeah, we'll definitely dive into that on another episode. (laughs) Your reels are the best. Where do you come up with your concepts? Okay. So honestly, I don't really put a whole heap of thought into my reels. I just do the things I love. And I think that's why people are so like attracted to them or or they love watching them because I'm just doing my everyday things out on the farm that I really really love and I really really enjoy. So I think if you can tap into the things that you love and that you love to do and it doesn't have to be exciting. Like I get so many compliments on my content and when I first started to rebrand and, and show my countryside I was like oh like people are going to be so bored with all of this and there are so many people out there that love it and I thought oh there'll only be a small amount of like country people that will be attracted to it but a whole other audience that live in the city that like just love the country lifestyle but can't necessarily get out there all the time really really love watching it because it gives them that sense of like feeling connected to the country so I just film yeah like what I love to do and day in my life and the filming part of it so it's nothing exciting to me I mean I love it I love gardening I love going out with my horses and doing all the things um but yeah that that stuff's exciting to other people so my honest opinion is don't try too hard like don't try and go and be something you're not or put all this effort into doing these things that you think people are going to like or enjoy just be you and do the things you love because if people aren't even interested in it they will swipe by or they will either comment and just be like oh my gosh and say something anyway which is going to boost your engagement what equipment do you use your content is flawless oh thank you so much look I I am so bad with technology. I am so bad with cameras and I just have no patience. Like if someone said to me, you can go do a whole day of filming TikToks and Instagram reels, or you can spend a whole day like YouTubing and studying these really great quality cameras and how to use them. (laughs) I know which one I'm picking because I just don't find that enjoyable. Like, yes, I could go out and buy all these really expensive cameras and everything, but I just, I don't know. It's, it's not for me. So I just use basic and I mean basic equipment. So for my photos and my videos on my OnlyFans site, it's literally just my phone. I have tried it a few times on my like camera. I've got like a, a Sony camera. But I don't know, I just I didn't like it. And it's amateur, right? Like my subscribers are coming to my page because it's amateur. So That's what they enjoy. So yeah, it's literally just my phone. Even my photos on my feed, I uh, take off my phone. Now within saying that, having the latest phone is so important. I had the latest iPhone I can't tell you what it is (laughs) I literally just walk in when I know there's a new one I'm like I'll have it um because having the latest phone oh the amount of work they put into their camera setup is absolutely incredible so just make sure you've got the latest phone um and make sure you're updating as well I think you can do with Telstra or here in Australia anyway you can do like a trade-in so just keep trading your phone in every year if you can And then I've just got like a basic ring light and I just try to really face myself to the light. We do a lot of outdoor content as well. So that helps. But if I'm inside, just facing like all the good stuff towards the window or towards the light and getting that natural light. So yeah, it's nothing intense at all. I think it's just knowing your angles, uh, knowing where to face the camera, where to place yourself as well. And yeah, just being comfortable with the equipment you're using as well. Any advice for someone branching out their content to boy, girl? I'm nervous. Okay, so if you are thinking about doing boy, girl content and you're nervous, what I would say to you is, is this content for you? So really have a look inside and evaluate are you, jumping into this because you feel like you have to produce boy girl content because you feel like that you have to put that content out there to be successful or are you doing it because you really enjoy it and you're excited and you want to do it. So I was actually chatting to another creator about this uh, yesterday and um, we're talking about the different types of content and what you can do and we're both saying that It doesn't matter if you just do solo, it doesn't matter if you're faceless, it doesn't matter, you know, what you're doing, whether it's boy, girl, threesomes, girl, girl, all of that stuff. You don't have to do a particular content type to be successful. And if anyone tells you otherwise, please ignore them because if you put your heart and soul into solos and you put your heart and soul into marketing and marketing yourself really well and getting those subs in, you will build a really great business, If you put all your time and effort into making boy-girl videos that you're not really comfortable with, you don't really want to do, and you're not going to market yourself because you're a bit nervous about it, you're not going to build a business. So just really evaluate what lights you up. What are you comfortable with? Are you doing this for the right reasons? Like, are you putting new content out because you want to, not because you have to or feel like you have to? Um, And if it is because you're, you know, you are excited and you do want to put it out for the right reasons, but you're just nervous because it's new Well, my advice there is like practice makes perfect and it's never fucking perfect. Like (laughs) let's say practice makes near perfect or makes you more comfortable. So just get in front of the camera. You know, you don't have to post everything straight away. Just get in front of the camera and pop it up. My first boy girl video was the worst. Well, I thought it was the worst, but it's one of my best sellers now because it was my first ever boy girl video and people want to go and have a look and see what it's like and I look at it and I go back and I'm like ooh, a bit of a cringe there but I feel like my subscribers love it because it was just genuine like there were a few stuff ups there were a few moments where maybe it wasn't edited the best but it's amateur and that's what they're there for so just keep that in mind What's your favorite part of your job? Oh my gosh, I love my job so much. So this is really hard for me. Not the physical part of the job, but what I get out of it is definitely the time freedom with my family. Like there's nothing in the world that can replace that. There is nothing in the world that is better than getting that freedom back with my family and being able to do so much with them and be at home with them and be around them. That to me, there's just absolutely nothing replacing that. In terms of day-to-day and showing up on OnlyFans and doing it all. I love talking to my subs and going live. Like I really enjoy that. I really like to get to know them. I like going live. I like having fun with them. So that side of it is definitely my favorite. Editing videos is not, I hate editing. I love making the content, content so fun, but even the photos, like I hate going through them. I hate organizing them and I hate editing them. So I need to get somebody for that. But it's really interacting with the subscribers and probably making the actual content. I just find it really creative and really fun. Anyway, that is all the questions for today. I'm going to have another Q&A coming up in a few weeks. We will do a post about it on the Instagram account. So make sure you're following the Instagram account pop some questions in there. I'm going to do monthly Q&As, I think, um, just so we can keep moving it forward and helping you babes out with questions that you're stuck with. I hope today has helped. Thank you so much for putting your questions in and I can't wait to see you all next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Honeys Making Money podcast. I hope you thoroughly enjoyed it, had a little laugh and have had a takeaway from today's episode you can implement into your life or business. If you loved listening, help a girl out and leave a review, share it on your socials and let's get loud because there is honestly no better feeling than helping other babes win. For more details on the podcast, our coaching and our management programs, hit us up in the links below. Or if you have more questions you'd love to have answered on our podcast, please pop us a message. I hope you have the most incredible day and thanks again so much for listening.